64, a chess podcast, is now sponsored by Chessable. To learn more about Chessable and about my favorite courses there, go to chessable.com slash 64pod. Happy anniversary, 64, a chess podcast. I am David coming at you live from Copenhagen. That's right. As you are listening to this, it's been exactly one year since the first episode of 64, a chess podcast. And joining me to celebrate one year is the guy who started it all on this podcast. And uh, a bit of an update. It's no longer National Master James Canty III. It's FIDE Master James Canty III. So welcome to the show, FM James Canty. How's it going? That's good, man. It's good. Life's good. Chess is good. It's uh, going all in the right direction, man. All up from here, bro. Amen. And, uh, you know, you've been you've been really grinding as you, you know, you've been grinding yeah. Twitch, you've been grinding the commentary, you've been grinding chess, of course, probably more wow. so than anything else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll get right into all of that. Um, first of all, I'll just once again, want to thank my sponsors, uh, Aim Chess and Chessable for sponsoring the show. Remember, you can always use code David30 if you're new with AimChess to get 30% off your first month. And uh, check out chessable.com slash 64pod to learn more about Chessable. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. If you want to check out Patreon, support the pod, check out patreon.com slash 64podcast. But let's get right into this. Uh, you recently played a tournament, and uh, you were one point short of the norm. Half a point. Half a point. Even right. Literally, all I needed was a draw or a win, and I lost, right? So I'm now, this is in Charlotte, right? Coach. Yeah, this is in Charlotte. I'm meeting with my coach today, and we're going to talk a little bit about it because I'm sure a lot of it was a psychology there, which my coach teaches me a lot on psychology as well. So we talk about psychology in chess and, like, what I should be doing and just my my games in general and things that I think about and system-based thinking, bro. It's like my coach is the greatest ever. Like, I, I've worked with a lot of coaches, but, you know, this coach I really click with a lot. So he helped a lot there. But I had six and a half out of nine. I gained about 100 points between USCF and FIDE. So, like, 60 points FIDE and like 35 or something uh, USCF. So you gained 60 ridiculous. points FIDE from that one tournament? Yep, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, it was like, I think 54 is what it said on the Chess 24 thing because you can follow it live. And when, you know, Chess 24 updates it, so as soon as you win or lose, it like immediately shows what the thing was. And you can hover over the name of every player and it showed how many points they gained mm-hmm. per tournament or that in that tournament. So mine was 54. So at the wow. end... It's at 54, so shot up, right? USCF is already rated. I'm up to 23-29. Yeah, so that's my highest, my highest USCF. Now, USCF really doesn't matter as much. I mean, after that it doesn't matter, like, shout out to US Chess. I love y'all, absolutely. It does matter. But and when it comes to, like, norms and FIDE, and if I knew about this growing up, it would have been, you know, I'd be much higher FIDE rated. I would have went to more FIDE tournaments, right, because mm-hmm. I'm doing that now because I didn't know that growing up. So my, you know, goal, of course, is to, Obviously, once we get the title, is to give back and show people how to actually get the FIDE ratings more than the, U- the USCF ratings and stuff like that. Playing tournaments to give you the shots to get the titles. Yeah, no disrespect to the you know national master title, but obviously you're shooting for the GM title, and that's, that has that's right. nothing to do with USCF. So you know you got to exactly. shoot for different tournaments. Correct. And you've been uh, you know you, you've you've been playing a bunch of tournaments since since we spoke, and uh, some ups, some downs. But you know the, what, you got the FIDE master title too. So how how exactly did that happen? 
You know, it's funny. Actually, I got the FM title back in 2015. People don't know this. And there's a crazy story is I actually hit 2353 was my first rating, but it was kind of provisional because I had like nine, 10 games, but it was still very good competition. I played very strong players and got around 2353 because I've won some games. I beat some players higher rated. I even beat a 2500 feet rated player in this one tournament. I was playing great. Right. And then yeah, I remember even in the tournament where I uh, I got 2353, the rating posted. It was like kind of sitting. So I didn't play for like a few months or whatever. And the rating posted and it sat there and I didn't know anything about an FM. Right. So I could have claimed the title basically. And the rule book was a little different there. There was two separate rule books. And FIDE is ridiculous. I'm telling you, they really are. And a lot of stuff. We love FIDE, but there's a lot of rules we just don't know. And stuff is very strange and all these different rules and, and, and et cetera. So I tried to apply to FIDE and get the FM title in 2015. And I was like, oh, yeah, um, I, I heard, like, this is what you do. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but can I get FIDE FM? And then I remember getting the message and it was like, yeah, you have to have so many games is what this says in this handbook. But at the time, there was an online handbook, too, that apparently the guy didn't even know about, right? Or it was an online handbook. There was two FIDE books that that online one didn't say anything about that at all. So I actually qualified and I, I found out from Chris Bird and Grant Owens, shout out to them big fellas there uh, who are, are great with U.S. Chess, Grant Owens over at Charlotte Chess Center and behind the scenes U.S. Chess, big dogs in the U.S. Chess world, right? So, but they, they're like, yo, I think you can get the FM title. And I'm like, what do you mean I can get the FM title? Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, all right, cool. So I, I sent in the, the information, everything came back and it was like, yeah, can't you? Yeah, you should have been had it basically in like 2015. Wow. And I'm like, wow, so this could have changed a lot. I could have been FM Candy since 2015, which would have been a lot different and goals would have been different. And I mean, everything would have been a slightly little bit different, but it's nice to have it now there. So as, as this as this new tournament I went through, I was like, well, shoot, newly minted FM Candy. I'm about to show you all really what, what, to, what we bought, right? So I got six and a half out of nine, half a point away from a norm as a newly minted FM, right? So now in the next tournaments, I knew in my goal here, is to basically work on what was wrong. So for me, I scored, I won all of my games with white, all of them, which is great. I beat two IMs, right? And then uh, I drew the third. So it was three IMs in our section. I beat two of them and I drew one of them. And, um, but uh, the, I had five whites, I think five whites, right? Five whites and four blacks, nine games, right? Won all my games with white. And then the black games, I did one and a half out of four. Right. Which is a problem there. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. And the fact that one game I won, I actually end up swindling because I was tactically, I'm just, you know, shout out to grandfather towel, right? Tactics is, is just me <laughs> all day. Right. So I tactically got this man with some nasty, but I was definitely losing. And so I need to fix the holes. So I'm going to fix the holes, which I've been doing since literally after I lost the last round. I mean, I spent six hours started working on the holes. I didn't even say nothing. I didn't reach my phone too much. I just was like, I lost the game. Cool. I was that close away, half a point. And that pain there, right? There's a thing between pain and pleasure. People respond different ways. And when you get that pain and you've been that close, right? You do everything in your power. People will pay money to feel, to get out of pain, right? And, and et cetera. And for, or work harder to never feel that pain again, right? So um, after, I, after that, I just did not go out of tournament mode. Usually I get a time to like decompress and like chill and look back. But I have been on tournament mode since, I mean, I don't need, I can't even, what day did I leave the tournament? I don't even remember. Days are all running together because it's still the same to me. 16, 17, 18, 19. I got back on like Monday. So I got back Monday and, um, but every day still is tournament to me. It's still a tournament because I'm still like, 
I mean, that's like three, four days ago, obviously now, but in the weekend, over the weekend, but it's still fresh to me. I got to work. I got to work. I got rounds coming up, right? I'm still in the lab working very hard until I fix the holes in my game. If white was perfect, what happens if I fix my black game, right? Then what's really going to happen? And I'm be crushing turn. GM Kenny. <laughs> right, exactly, right? You know, so I'm just going to put in the work. My, my coach always says, don't focus on the result. Focus on the work, and the work brings you the results. So that's what I do. I just keep focusing on the work. That's the, it's fantastic advice. How many hours a, a week or a day are you working on chess? Oh, days? man. You know, Sonny, to be honest, I get up 5, 6 in the morning sometimes. I, I do. I, I, look, I work out a lot because you need to have energy. And, like, I'll get up just to have three, four hours, especially if i got a packed schedule that day or if I have my sons or if, my, if, they're, if they're with their mom or whatever. Like, I'm actually – I have to spend – I have to be very disciplined. So like five to like eight, maybe I might even have my, not even have my phone five thirty to eight in the morning. Sometimes I like do spin class in the mornings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So like it's nice five thirty in the morning um, and I'm doing the spin class, burning the calories, like so many calories. And then I come back and like rest a little bit and I study two hours, get quick two hours in. Then I'll have a few lessons in the day, have some chess work to do for chess. A few lessons chess in kid. a day. Yeah, yeah. A few chess lessons, chess kid, chess, chess.com work. Oh, that mean you're doing work. I that see. I'm doing, yeah, mm. yeah. That I'm doing, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, not that. that I'm I thought taking, you meant right. that you're taking. No, no, no. Like, no that I'm giving. Right? That <laughs> yeah. I'm giving. Right. Chess work, basically. My whole work is chess. Everything I do. So I have to do. My, um, I study around my work. If I got a whole another hour for another lesson or client or chess.com work, sometimes even when I'm doing commentary and we doing a little, thought we got 15 minute break or you know, and I'm, or we chilling or I'm 30 minutes before, before we out. I got my screen set up. I'm on one screen studying waiting for the stuff to, to, to kick off, right? I'm always in the lab studying and, and kicking off. And in fact, you know, it's funny, you know, you mentioned Chessable, right? People mentioned that. I am, I'm a legend on Chessable. I'm Damn. a legend. I'm at yeah. 48 million points, something, something like that. But I mean, it's, it's insane. I, my work is ridiculous and I just keep working and keep working and keep working. And especially after I missed this norm, it's not happening again. It will never happen again, boy. I'm so hungry. I've been hungry now and I was thinking like, you know, I think even somebody mentioned this on Facebook and when I, on my message or when I put sent out like, hey, guys, six and a half out of nine. It was like, yeah, the crazy. You're probably hungrier now because you missed it than you would be if you would have got it. And I was like, you're right. I was thinking that if I would have got it. Yes, I'm still be hungry, obviously celebrate. That's nice. But imagine, right, if if I would have got it, I probably wouldn't be in tournament mode as much as I am right now. because mm -hmm. I missed it by half a point. All I had to do was win or draw the game and I lost. So that pain there is like, you don't ever want to be there again. So how do we not be there? Is you got to drill the holes. What was wrong? Black was wrong. Fix it, right? So I have to work on it every single day until this, uh, until this game time. But you know, also, if you have like three more tournaments like this, like uh, regardless, wow. like that's 2,400 right there. You know what right. I mean? Like that's so crazy. It, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so and I'm sure, I'm sure you can do it again too. I mean, yeah, you know. six and um, a half is not a fluke, you know? So absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I have to thank you because, um, well, you mentioned that you do all these lessons. You also do a ton of commentary. And, uh, you know, I, you know, the last year you've been you've been everywhere. You've been Title yeah. Tuesday, you know, Team Hikaru and, you know, Team rooting Hikaru. for the big fella. And I, I got to say that, um, you know, I have to credit you actually specifically with two things that I changed with my own chess because I watched a video back in October and it was your video for chess.com. It's from a long time ago. But it was of a Hikaru Nakamura's greatest Kings Indians. Oh, KIDs for yeah. life. Yeah. I yeah. And those. then I was like, okay, I guess I'll play this thing. And this is a big switch that I made. I ne I could never find something that I enjoyed playing yeah. with D4 for like three years. And uh, Oh, I'm yeah. Like, 
Yeah, Kings Indian is very, very nice. I actually beat my first GM in January with the Kings Indian over the board. Right, Kings Indian is, is legendary. Nowadays, it is it's, it's still playable, but it's hard. It's very – it's getting harder to play it. Well, it's did you see Hikaru's game to today? It. He played against the <laughs> – yeah, Oh, man, dog. And luckily, he got out of that. Yeah, okay? I, was, I was just looking at that, and I was like, see, this is why I'm looking around, is what yeah. to say the least. I'm looking around, to say the least, because – that was scary. And I know Kikaru plays the Kings Indian, but that was very scary. Oh, and I nobody. And then after that happened, you know, like you think I'm about to play Kings Indian, I'm about to get hit with that. You right. Know? But I might do, uh, obviously, you know, you never know. Right? right. So people out there listening, I will might hit you with a Kings Indian. So just be very, very aware of that. But it is, uh, man, that's amazing that he got hit like that today, but he got out of it and ended up saving the game. That Big was fella. It's great. That is a big fella. Yeah, he missed uh what's his name? Apparent O'Parent missed Bishop F5. Yeah, he missed Bishop F5. And uh yeah, I mean those those lines are crazy. I mean, Oof, I I'm man, yeah, those are nuts. That's Kings Indian for you. Yeah. Literally, it was just kind of strange because usually Kings Indians are plus 1.5s, plus two sometimes, but plus seven is you're losing. He yeah. was plus seven. Yeah. You are getting destroyed, my guy. And it worked. He worked, he got out of that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Insane. That's actually what I did in one of my games. I was minus. It was plus seven, hit him with a, I mean, a, wow, a tactic. It was a six mover. It was something crazy. But I was like, well, if it works, it works. And he fell right into it, and I won the game. But you can't be playing this way with black if your repertoire is stronger or tighter. It has to be more solid, so I don't have to have those type of games. It's more right. of a smoother games, smoother games or smoother tactics where I'm doing what I need to do. Because you don't want to rely on those kinds of close saves when you're trying Survive. to go for GM. Right. Exactly. Right. That ain't gonna work. That's not smooth. That's not consistent. Right. With white, I was very consistent. So what I'm doing with white, I'm gonna continue to do with white. But black, I mean one and a half out of four, that's not consistent, right? That's not good. You gotta fix that. So I'm fixed, I'm gonna put a lot more work into black, which I've been doing since I left the tournament. I've been just drilling and drilling the holes that I have in my black game, black repertoire, this and that. What am I looking at? What's wrong? How do I feel in these positions? I'm just hitting everything, right? And then uh, I meet with my coach today, and, like, we, we just keep, you know, drilling the holes into the next tournament. Amen. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, I remember you were doing commentary with Maria on one of these events. And, oh, uh, yeah. Shout out, Maria, the best. Um, yeah, you but know. Uh, you were mentioning this uh, Flores Rios book, this uh, Pawn Structures. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I know you love that book. And I said, okay. Right. And I actually, I got it. I started working on it only in openings that I play right now specifically just That's to kind smart. of – and I mean, you know, that has helped a lot. This is something I haven't it really. Does. It, it, it's it, the it, ideas. The ideas to tell you, hey, this is your bond structure. I remember one of the coaches I used to work with, Arthur Kogan. I'm not giving out the coach that I work with now. Can't tell y'all. But Arthur Kogan, shout out to him. He helped me out a lot. I took like 10 lessons with him. Very, very strong coach. And uh, he told me about, he was like, pawn structures are the GPS of the game. I was true. like, oh, that's nice. I was like, dang, I didn't even know this, but I learned this like a few years ago, which to tell you how much chess out there knowledge that you just don't know. And, he's, and I was like, wow, he put it to me that way. And it's like, yeah, it's the GPS. If you understand what the pawn structure tells you, then you know what the plan is. You know how the game should, you generally go. Saves you time, saves you effort in calculating, saves you all this time and stuff like that as well. You can use the, that energy that might be needed for spectacular tactics and et cetera. Especially for me, like I do spectacular tactics. Right. My goodness, my tactics are ridiculous. I love doing tactics all the time. So my games are always tactical. Um, but yeah, you need to have that energy to be able to do that. So spawn structure, if you know what to do, it helps you. That, that book helps though, that Grandmaster book. 
it's fire. It's a lot of structures. Some structures are missing, but what, what's there is. Can fire. you really cover everything though? Exactly. You know? Right. You know, I was thinking right. that like, I mean, but what can he do? Like he got right. a lot of structures in here, you know? And uh, I mean, it's, it's also a good point. Yeah, I've noticed that um, I feel like the higher, generally speaking, let's say online, higher higher elo you get, people are less um, generally more responsible with their pawn pushes. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, everything down to the prep, down to the line you choose. I remember my first round game was literally all prep until I had to think probably on move 12 or 13. Well, I first started to think, but I was already winning. Literally, already wow. winning. FM, right? 2284. She's strong, real strong. And I was just was winning already from the prep, right? Because and did you know you were winning? Like, oh, I already knew I was winning because I was like, oh, this is wrong. Something's wrong. And then she allowed me to get this push in. That now, now I'm in my territory, which is tactics, favorite player towel. I'm trying to sack everything and mate, right? And that, and I was able to get that kind of position. And when I get those kind of positions, it's rough, right? So I was able to just, that was, a, I called it a, on my YouTube channel, it's three OTB, three brilliant moves over the board. Chess.com gave me three brilliant moves. That's nasty. Back to back. It was all back to back. Brilliant, That's crazy. brilliant, yeah. brilliant. It was so cool, right? But uh, so I was able to do that because she, she allowed me to get that kind of game due to my prep, right? So prep, preparation is very important, obviously, but you got to hit all aspects of the game, man, especially at the higher levels. It's really hard, really hard, man, when you get up there. But six and a half, I mean, it wasn't easy, but I was like, wow, if I could do it once, I could do it again. I just got to fix the holes. And then, you know, if I really fix the holes, I could do something eight or nine. I don't want to focus on the result like that. But at the same time, right, if I do focus on the black game, I mean, this it is possible to be able to pull some numbers like that and do something crazy, right? You never know, especially all these normal tournaments available coming up for me, April, May. I think there's one in June. July. How many, like, how many tournaments month, are you gonna be playing this year? Uh, every honestly, almost every month. Wow, almost every month. Almost so every you month. are you are like a hundred. Where do you find time to just you know to relax, or is it no relaxing? Honestly, I, I'm seven days a week, bro. I'm on that's the crazy. I don't even relax. Like, every day is the same thing. It's the same day every day. I mean, obviously the schedule is different, but I'm like you know I just grind and grind until I hit. And one of my inspiration, shout out to the uh, young big fella Hans. Right, remember Hans when he was an FM. FM when he was 12, right? We played and I got a draw. And I remember this. And I was like, he's going to be GM, right? I remember he was 12 at FM, super strong. And then, right, we get here, it's 2022. He 20, uh, he was 26-40. I don't know if he's 26-40 right now, but Fide, that's ridiculous. He, Not, in the, he almost played Magnus. He played Magnus yesterday. Right. I mean, he playing real good chess, right? But he's he's grind, his grind and discipline is like, that's, that is it. That's what's up, right? And I'm on the same thing. I'm grinding discipline. It's every day. It's work. Till we get there or until we, we can take a few days off to rest a little bit, but not even that. I don't even take a few days. It'd really be like a day off or so to chill. Right. I'm taking my sons over to uh, my, my uh, mom's this weekend. They got a new house and all this stuff. So, but I'm bringing my laptop and I'm just about to be studying all day, <laughs> all day, have my sons run around have a ball and I'm about to study all day. And then I'm gonna bring this chess book I got so I can study on this real board that my dad has over there. So I'm about to just relax and study, but every day is study. I find a way to study around everything. What are you studying these days, like on your own? Um, usually I study a lot of pawn structures, but in games, openings, I study everything about just about everything, but really uh, opening prep is a lot because uh, you need to be able to get those advantages out of openings based off of what you play. I like to study a lot of tactical games. So like players like Nezmedinov, Ferruja, right? Um, who are players? Richard Rapport. I like his games a lot too. So I, I look at creative players, do off to keep my mind flowing with creativity. 
because that's my style of play. You can also, I mean, I love Grandfather Tao too. You can, but after a while, you've seen so much of that that you need other creativity players like that. And you just kind of rotate them all and you get all the games and you make your own symbiote of your own of, of, tactic, of tactics, right? From that, that's what I like to spend a lot of time on. And because I don't spend as much time on end games anymore, I even look at openings that like, which opening doesn't even go to the end game, right? Because I've been trying to like just crush people off the opening as much as I can, but it's obviously, of course, harder to do that. So yeah, yeah. it's hard out here. So you can try to find advantages and uh, trying to find little nuances. It's tough, man, especially against D4. E4 is fine they can play against, but D4 is the harder one to play against. And if you want to play pun, you got to play Kings Indian, but then you don't want to get hit with what he Garber got hit with today ever yeah. in your life. You yeah. don't want to get hit with that, scary. right? So that'll scare you out of some Kings Indian every day. But then you're like, well, then what else do I play? D5 so boring. You got Semislav. Oh, you got Grunfels, but you Semislav can also be insane. Grunfels can Semislav, also be insane. Exactly right. Semislav and Grunfels are the only alternatives that I would play for Kings India. Right, and, and, and a like, Dutch. And maybe a Dutch, but that's like occasional, but uh, very occasional. But I will play, which which you that's your card with the Dutch. Card did a lot of Dutch too as well. Yeah, he was the Dutch. Semislav's he made the Dutch cool. Like like yeah, uh, nobody wanted right. to touch that. But it's hard. I mean, it's also it's one of those things like if you yeah. if you you fall asleep at the board one move and you could just be like gone. you're done for exactly. Yeah, yeah this game over. Yeah, and Dutch is very tactical too as well with the bishop on g seven. Brunfeld and semis are nice too as well. So got to stay on your feet. You know, hundred percent versatile. Actually, I bought this uh this course of this uh, Dubov semi tarash on uh, Chessable. It's ten dollars right now. I went through that. I went yeah. through that. Oh, you went through that. Yeah, I went through, I went through a lot of material, boy. What, what did What did you think about that course? I thought it was pretty nice, and also, I mean, I think for the people I'm playing, I can't play that. But I think it is very strong because there's certain lines in there. The critical test, actually, I remember the chapter about the critical test. He called it the critical test chapter. If they hit me with that, I'm just gonna be worse. Like, why do I want to play this? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that. But for other people. Like that won't know the critical test or like at certain levels, even under 2200, like this, this would be fine. Maybe even up to 2200 might be fine. But like it's going to be very, very tough uh, trying to fight with that. And um, and it's not at my style as much. Right. If you really like it, like I've even tried the Nockmanson Gambit. I played it over wow. the board, over the board. I got wow. a draw. And I was actually was losing at one point. And we had this post game analysis. We found this move and I was like, dang, that's just forced losing. And then I put it on the engine and we was like, it's literally force losing. But of course he missed it. I missed it. And, but I got to draw that game. And I was like, dang, because he luckily, weirdly enough, somebody was playing it a lot on him. So he knew what to do. And I was like, come on. Out of all the times, literally yeah. no one knows what to do against Lockington over the board, but he was playing quickly. And I'm like, oh, how does he know this? Like what, what on earth is this? But I mean, that Nakwisin, I remember I blew off, I blew Masters, like, all, like literally off the board in, like, uh, 10, 15 moves with the Nakwisin on online. I mean, one line where you take on H6, Bishop takes H6, that nasty line. I got caught somebody with that before. It's a pretty nasty one. But it's, uh, Nakwisin's fun. I caught a lot of people with some of the little chess courses. With the stuff on there, stuff's fire. It just got some great on stuff on there, style. yeah. And like That's I said, right. guys, you know, check out chessable.com slash 64 podcast. You want to learn more about my favorite courses on there because uh, yeah. I use those chessable courses I got like from online from like I think 1400 to like I'm almost 2100 now, and that's like Ooh, four chessable courses. So that's right, easy, right? Just working through them exactly, doing tactics, the stuff, the stuff will help you. But yeah, obviously, on your own, um, you got to work on other areas of your game, which is harder. That is the hard part analysis and stuff because 
after you get out of the openings, I remember when my first Chessable course, I think I bought on Chessable was King's Indian, a King's Indian one. And after I got out of book, I was like, what do I do now? Right. <laughs> and it was crazy. So it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of looking at games. 100%. I, that's, that matters more than anything, I think. Anything like when else, you're starting exactly. an opening. No, like, exactly. I love Chessable, but you can't just, uh, you know, open one of these lifetime repertoires and say, okay, I'm that's covered right. until move 15. Yeah. What are you doing in right. Move 16? That's what actually mm-hmm. matters. That's know? what matters, right? Click through those. Yeah, look at the games and even look at the model players. So, for instance, any opening you like, who plays it? Go look at their games and, like, see and compare them to yours, right? In fact, what's funny is um, I saw uh, Hans just dropped his Joe Baba London course today. Yeah, I saw that too. And, and I looked, I'm looking through it, and I'm like, what's funny is I'm, I am I'm very close to uh, – I'm like, like if he's the world's leading expert, then I'm like number three like in, <laughs> in Joe Baba. Because I'm nasty with Joe Baba. I mean, sure, I beat, yeah. shout out to Jacob Agard. He don't know I beat him, right? But I beat him on a training account because I have training accounts and I can like, pull it up and show. But I got like five, six training accounts on Lee Chess because I don't want people to prep for my stuff. So when I was learning Joe Baba, I, I was I beat Jacob Agard. I beat another GM. And I sent the pictures around to my friends like, yo, I just crushed this GM. Don't show nobody with your baba, right? And crushing him, right? So I saw his course and I like the new stuff that he has out there that uh, Hans has. So he I was like, Magnus with that's the nice. two. Yeah, he had Magnus for the two. Yeah, that's your baba London is something serious, right? If you know what you're doing with it, you know. Obviously, it's very nice. Ideas are fun and stuff like that. So it's good to have in the arsenal. But um, for me right now, I've won all five of my games with white playing e4 so i'm like i might just do e4 and talk like right see that boy going crazy e4 is very good right now for me but i can't play both e4 and d4 so it's pretty good yeah it's better to keep it simple too especially when you're you know stay focused i also am i crazy or did i think you beat theodoru in one of these tournaments too right oh no i did not oh you wish that would be huge wow and i haven't i haven't even in section yet yeah well He's, oh, a, he's always in the big boy section, the GM section. I'm always in the IM section right now until I hit the IM title. And then maybe, I mean, I could get a boost up there. That'd be nice. Because I think Hikaru showed one of your games on his stream. He did. I beat a, I beat a different GM. He was in, he was, it was a GM that was in our section. So usually uh, the IM section have either three or four IMs or like a GM and two IMs in our mm-hmm. section and the rest be like FMs, right? So, uh, and that's how the sections are all lined up. So you're not getting nobody lower than like the FM in your section usually uh for its competition for nine rounds so i, I played uh mark paragua it's very strong he's oh right it was mark paragua yeah yeah right and i beat him i beat him in that king's indian it was like i can't believe i beat freaking mark paragua like what just happened here right it was kind of nuts so, yeah i remember i remember yeah. watching watching him like flip between that game and levy's game but i was like damn oh, yeah. can't he like i was i was like you know i was not not that I have any credit for your you know success, but I was like, damn, like, you know, this is uh I, I like I was thinking to myself, like, holy cow, like I freaking interviewed this guy like months ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm swinging, yeah. right? And I it's, I'm fighting right and I'm on Icaro's channel over there. Yeah. So it's kinda it's funny, man. Shout out to Vicky Caro. But yeah, that was a good game. That was a good game. Now it's just getting harder, obviously, again to play Kings Indian. So uh and also against the Finchetto variation. It's just so annoying. I don't know, like, you know, these positions, like, I hate playing these type of positions where they're not as aggressive. It's hard. It's very hard. And that's what the Finchetto variation is about. It's like they want to play a positional game. So you right. don't get as many tactics with it, which is a more in a way. 
Yeah, Something I wanted to ask you also, like in the in the last year, obviously, you know, a lot has happened. Like uh, I didn't mention this. I mentioned this to you before we started recording, but um, actually your your Twitch followers have doubled in the last year. I think you were at yeah. like 12, 13,000 before. And now it's like, I think, what, 25,000 or something crazy? Um, right about 24, 839. Yeah, right so now. about 25K. Maybe you do a big celebration at 25K. That's that's very hype, obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh but i mean like is there one big thing you've you've done like in terms of just like you know day to day have you made any kind of changes to your routine or has it just been like grinding for for honestly grinding and more streaming but one thing that really helped was a more structure in our stream so we have every single stream we're going to do some type of analysis of something so we're gonna they know that we're going to do some type of education tonight which is great and then I'll have something to take and drop on YouTube. So we also, for people that don't make the streams or can't make it, they go to the YouTube channel and watch it. So it's like all together. It's very nice there. So that's when working together, that's been working a lot because people from YouTube are coming over and people from Twitch are going to YouTube, YouTube. or, and like it's cross promoting and everything's working is growing exponentially. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's just awesome to see. I also, I, I've seen you like commenting title Tuesday and arena Kings like a lot now and it's right. It's yeah, the dope. commentary helps too. Yeah, being yeah. A, being a commentator right helps, and being on Chess.com and like you know just being a part of the team. Period. Chess.com helps you and supports you. You know, a hundred percent. So, so it's good to have that you know kind of support system like Chess.com. So, yeah, it's 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 really. I mean, it's. Mm -hmm. It's just impressive. Like it's it's very impressive to see you know somebody you know because I feel like your enthusiasm for improvement is infectious. It really yeah. is. You know. Appreciate it, bro. So. Um, yeah, I, I guess another thing I wanted to just ask you is like, uh, what are you, you know, we, this has been like one year. And another thing I ask you is just mm. what are you enthusiastic for in the next year? Uh, actually, I am. I actually write goals down. Uh, in fact, in the Bible, it says, write the, make the, write the vision and make it plain. But also outside of that, just like writing goals down for people that, um, oh, I need to write the goal down or say the goal a hundred times or the universe, this, whatever. You need to have it down, right? So my goal is honestly, October 28th, 2023, I think because that's what I put for 2022, um, I want to be international master, obviously, as a goal. Now, of course, they say if you shoot for the moon, if you miss, you hit the stars, right? So if you miss, if I get two norms and I'm 2380 feet, I'm not mad, like, right, I'm right there, right? So you just readjust, right? But also, uh, you know, you don't, you don't also, if it doesn't work at that time, too much, like you don't get overwhelmed or like beat down from it. Because like my coach said as well, you, you want to focus on the work. What work does it take, right? What work does it take to do that? So you focus on the work, then the results will be there. And it may be before the time, it may be after the time, maybe right before, whatever. I mean, you can put a goal there, that's cool. But what work are you doing, right, to get the results? So I'm really, like my coach said, is focus on the work that'll hit you, will hit you with those results. But that's what I'm more excited for. What I'm most excited for is honestly, what's funny is I'm most excited for the journey and the work, the work it takes to get to where I'm about to be at because I hit six and a half in this last one and I'm just working. I ain't doing nothing special. I'm just putting in very hard work, listening to my coach, doing what he tells me, hard work, calculations, studying hours, working out, watching my diet and working very hard, like putting in at least eight hours a day on chess, at least studying every day. So it's going to show definitely. So now I need to do the same thing, readjust because I figured out what I needed to do um, in this last tournament and apply that same, you know, what I was doing and see what happens in the next tournament. But again, you know, uh, with a big emphasis on the work. When is your next tournament? Uh, next month in New York. It's April 14th. Through... Is that at the Marshall? 
No, it's a uh, what is that term? It's a it's ran by uh, Os- Alex Olastrovsky. It's just, it's just a norm tournament. Oh it's like yeah, NYC yeah, yeah. chess norms. That's actually the tournament I played in in January where I played beat Mark. Mm-hmm. Same one. And it was in the New York Masters or something. It was. Uh, it wasn't New York Masters. It was. Um, I forgot what the thing's called. It's actually just a. It's a call. It's like a norm tournament. It's called like a norm tournament. So you can nychessnorms.com, right? You see it? Yes, I see it. nychessnorms.com. Yeah, it's just like a, a site, and they set everything up, and then yeah, the invitational, there. invitational. Yeah, I see it here. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nychessnorms.com founded. Yeah. Yeah, GM, I am April Invitational. Hilton Garden exactly. in Midtown. Yeah, but these things are going to be, you know, broadcast live on chess.com. Uh, Lee Chess, yep. Chess Base, Chess Bomb, Follow Chess. So basically anywhere you get your chess games, April 14th to 18th. Um, yep. Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely be following those. And it's, what, it's probably like two two games a day, right? Uh, it's one on the first day and then two every day after. So, I mean, yeah, so that that's what, 12, yeah, 12 p.m. and 6 p.m. Yeah, yeah. What's it like to play two classical games a day? Oh, uh, that's a that good question. Two classical. Well, it's uh, you know, you need to have energy. I will say that. So it is very benefit, very beneficial for. That's why I like to work out a lot because it helps. It helps a lot. All the top players do it as well too. But um, it is a lot of mental stress and a lot of mental work. You got to work. You got your opponent. You have to prep very hard. You know, what if they play something different at the board? And then you have to pull something else out now, right? And things like that. You have to be ready for that type of surprise that you might be hit with, and et cetera. Um, lots of, uh, lots of um, like, jitters in a way sometimes because you have a lot to play for. Like, you're playing for a lot. But, of course, you can always just – you just have to go play. You just got to go play, breathe, remind yourself, like, I got to go play here. You got to make sure you're eating correctly. Like, don't eat too much or too heavy. In fact, I always eat portion size. I'm very good at portion sizing, so – I eat half of a meal. If I got whatever my meal is, I'm going to eat half of it usually. So I can make sure I don't have, a, I have energy later. Sometimes I may take something, a snack to the, to the board with you so you can eat um, halfway through so you can get that energy four hours into your game, right? You know, you need that energy to kick you back up. And I like the cliff bars for that peanut butter. So that's always helping me and stuff like that. But it's a lot, man. It really is. It's a lot, a lot of mental work, bro. What do you think about this? I play, I play a classical game every Monday. And we have an open oh, nice. bar at the club, so people oh, okay. just go and they they buy a beer. And uh, what do you think that, about that? Is that? You know that that's actually pretty fun. I think that's excellent um, and very fun. But of course, for serious players, it is going to be tough if you have a drink every Monday. And then when you go play in a classical tournament, you can't have that drink. It's different. It's different. Right. It's going to be different. So you want to be training a lot. How you're going to be playing. Right. I was like refusing because I was like I can't have you know I can't I can't have a beer while I'm playing chess. Like I'm gonna right. you know. But then my opponent who I played, uh, he's like 73 years old. And we were playing yeah. like, you know, like two hour time control each side or whatever. So I'm uh, after move 20. He just we, we had like some I, I was I completely misplayed the opening. And then he just calmly gets up, comes back with with a beer. And he's and I'm like, I can't you know, I can't like, OK, right. if you're in a better position and you're right. going to get a beer. I can't let you just drink in my yeah. face. So I That's went right. and got a so beer I have too. to go get one. too. Yeah. yeah. So I went and got one, too. And uh, then I actually blundered upon because I started. Yeah, you know, I I actually didn't even eat dinner. I went like straight from work to the tournament, basically. So like, uh, um, so I was already kind of feeling a little buzzed. I missed right. completely dropped the pawn in like very very like close position. And now and you know, but then 
It is what it is. I just chugged the rest of my beer and I went I went into kill mode and I actually ended up winning on the uh, game. Like, See, sometimes yeah. it helps. Sometimes it makes you a little more creative. It made me very confident, exactly. Exactly. Sometimes you just like it's a wrap. You know, sometimes it's a wrap. But in a long time control game, sometimes, sometimes that beer catch up to you and uh it uh yeah, you'll be falling asleep right at the board. Yeah. Have you ever fallen asleep at the board? I have many times actually. And if I've noticed that because I fell asleep with the board is because I didn't have enough energy or because I was prepping too hard. I didn't give myself enough time to rest. I think the biggest thing though is my working out. This last tournament, I wasn't tired at all. I also have brain fuel too as well. Shout out to the sponsor, Brain Fuel. Shout but out to Brain I was Fuel. Actually, yeah. yeah, Brain Fuel. But I also was uh I was like a workout so much that really my energy levels are just much higher, period on all levels like I have two kids and I still am able to take care of my sons I'm able to like work all day still find eight hours of study still be able to make content and still but I need to have energy to do this and I remember when I was trying to do all of this like literally about I mean I've, I've been working out consistently in the last nine months before that it was harder to do everything I was like actually 30 pounds heavier as well I didn't get as much work done I, my chest was good but it's not as great as it's been right now I'm either playing the best chest I'm playing right now and I'm getting better every day, right? Hans is the, did that too. Hans went from 2,400 to like 2,600 in a span of like a year and a half, two years. It's insane. It's insane, right? It doesn't make sense. The only thing that he did was he worked. That man worked and worked and worked and worked, right? right? And for Ruja, same thing. He yeah, stopped they, stopped, they stopped, stopped streaming, stop stopped playing Blitz. Like, yeah, they're Ruja, gone. And you see my Blitz rating is 25 something on chess.com. Gross to me. Right. My, my, because my leech has ratings, like I got like five accounts. The reason why I have five or six accounts is because I want to show consistency. Can I get one account to 2600? Cool. Can I get a second one? Perfect. Now I got two to 2600. Can I get them to 27? So I got them up to like 2670, 2680 consistently. I did this with like five accounts. My chess.com one, I stopped caring as much because people prep for you, number one. Um, and then number two, it doesn't matter as much. You do need practice, but man, that prep is serious. People prep for you a whole lot, bro. But it's he stopped, right? You didn't see. You don't even know where Ferugia is. Is he okay? Are you yeah, alive? Right? We haven't seen you know him since saying? January. Yeah. Exactly, right? But he's number two in the world, though, right? And that man's working. He's behind the scenes. He's checking everything. And right, he's going to be in the candidates. Yeah. I mean, because everyone knows like what he's prepared for. June, he's going to be in, 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 I think, in Madrid. He's about the, to go off. He yeah. about to, he he in a dark room right now. Exactly. Right, with nobody you can't get in there you can't get in that room if you wanted to that man working right it is very he's in there and that's what it takes to, to to really make go to the next level i think that's also something that really makes chess like um i mean it's what tortures a lot of people too but the fact that you really you know the work you put in it does pay off it always pays right. off it always you know, pays and, off. Right. but it's it's interesting because obviously you know i've talked to a lot of people like of all rating levels you know i've talked to gms i've talked to like improvers streamers and um when I talk about improvement, nobody really talks about like let's say diet and exercise um, oh, at yeah. all. But it's I mean I, it must be super important. There's something that I really I don't do nearly enough of, and uh, you know I think that the signs are there. Like you know you you gotta you gotta focus on your body too, healthy body, right. healthy mind. You know right. can't just work on the on the brain. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It has to be that way. It always has to be a healthy mind and body. I mean body mind right, but it has to, uh, Bobby Fisher was saying that mind and body work together as your mind deteriorates. So does your body, right? He was huge. He was a big swimmer. Kramnik likes to swim. He was talking about Kramnik be like, yeah, he was saying, I think he, he likes to play tennis and stuff, but the, the, uh, I was reading this about sports and chess and it was saying, Kramnik was saying his doctor say he can't play tennis and stuff with his knees or whatever. So mm -hmm. he swims and he was like, I don't like swimming all the time. So what he does to pass the time 
is he uh he solves very hard puzzles while he's swimming i was like that's nuts <laughs> that's hilarious absolutely ridiculous imagine Kramnik yeah. swimming solving puzzles right doing laps and you'll do laps if you're if you're thinking about a puzzle you'll you'll be doing laps though, doing some laps sure. right that's crazy yeah. to do that kind of stuff there right and then all the players like to do stuff right dubov does some crazy stuff on a pull-up bar i can do a lot of pull-ups in the row but i can't be doing some of the stuff i saw dubov can do on a pull-up bar it's pretty insane actually so he's in shape too but magnus never sits down playing soccer volleyball everything right so matt the even hikaru looks huge. swole lately yeah hikaru been hitting hikaru has hit the gym absolutely definitely right? been hitting the gym you can tell yeah yeah that's right it's man i'm telling you top level chess is is the the fitness part too because you need to have that endurance too, to sit but there it, and, and stay focused for a long period of time so so here's another question you know um you look at guys, let's say like Hans and um, Feruja. Let's mm-hmm. say Levy is a counterexample. Somebody, you know, Le- Levy Rosman, shout out Levy Rosman, like the goat of YouTube and all. 100. But, you know, at, at a certain point, like, you know, do you think that you would like, if you had to like, let's say just shut off, like just hypothetical, if you had to like stop streaming, stop lessons, all that, like for like a few months just to make that final push to GM or, or, or the next goal after that, like, would you do it? Absolutely. If I had to, absolutely. Absolutely. But if I don't have to, then of course I right, right. But if I have to, then yeah. And actually, I think, you know, um, as hard as people think it, it is, it actually, when you do stream, you know, it's funny, I do smart streaming. What I mean by that is when I'm working and teaching, they say teaching is learning twice. So sometimes if I have to analyze a game, I'm learning something from this analysis I just saw for that I taught these people. Or like, I got a playlist of like 80 games of GMs that we talked about certain concepts and this and that that I learned so much from, but I also taught it to everybody else at the same time. When I'm doing streaming, when I'm doing lessons, or when I'm streaming, actually, uh, and we're doing puzzles, I do very hard puzzles. I'm doing, I'm, I'm grinding. Like, I'm trying to get some puzzle rating. I'm at 3,300, trying to get to 3,400 puzzles. And I'm like, let's go. We grinding, but I'm actually, really, actually getting some puzzle work in. If I'm doing puzzle survival, I'm actually really getting work in, right? So not only is it streaming for them, but I'm also working. Right, which is a good thing. So I learned how to get my study time in because you need that as it's a necessity while also you know streaming as well. And you gotta you got like, does that too. That's why yeah, Carl is so good. He'd be playing top level every day on the stream, playing these dudes in title twos, they beating them. And you think he Carl about to do worse in classical? Absolutely not. Nah. He ain't scared of nothing. He playing more games than anybody, really. I mean, not anybody, especially people that's like all day GMs that could be just chilling up playing all day whatever but hikaru is on active and playing a lot and he has and smurf accounts done, too when he's done yeah you already know you know what i'm saying right you know hikaru that's why he's been playing great chess i mean he got called guard today but he did end up drawing the game but it's the same fact that he been working it's definitely showing yeah i'm 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 really i'm really praying i want to see him in the candidates so bad like I just think yeah. it would. Uh, I don't know. I think the 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 memes, the you know, all the all the silence, the haters. Like you know, I've I've been a oh, yeah. I've been a huge Hikaru fan. Like since uh, since basically, I remember I saw like a chess guy playing, you know, 2017, 2018, like on Twitch, and I was like, oh, no way. Wow. I'm like, there's a, a chess player, and then I found out, oh, he's an American. He's oh, he's an American chess player. Chess oh, he's player, top. Yeah. And I was like, that's how I started learning about it. it was that and. A couple of months before, I had watched like uh, the St. Louis uh, Champion Showdown oh, with, oh, yeah, nice. at, the, at the St. Louis oh, the Chess Champion Club. Showdown, yeah, yeah, with yeah. like, yeah, with like Maurice Ashley, Jen Chiradi, yeah. yeah and I got into streaming in the next year, twenty eighteen. Right, that. and so I mean that that was like I remember it was like last year high school, and then so I saw Hikaru there, and then I saw him again like on like in college, and that's like why I basically started taking chess seriously. So I've been like you yeah. know 
I've been like watching the big fella like uh basically for four time. years, you know, like and so I think it would be it would just be it would be really cool. I mean obviously I don't I don't do I think it'll happen? No, but you know, Magnusy Carter in the world championship, that would just be like, you know, crazy. That would right, be a movie. That would be a movie. <laughs> be a movie. He also said something about maybe he was gonna give it to Ding Lorraine. Uh, something like that too is what he said is five that did happen but we'll see well D- ding uh apparently because now ding apparently because of the karyakin stuff he's gonna qualify if he plays like oh. 30 games so oh. china just organized some huge tournament that every chinese player has to play <laughs> 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 they <laughs> so have just, to play yeah they had oh, that that's what for april and it's like i think it's like 11 games or something i don't remember the exact that's details so funny but bro. you can imagine they'll do that in april they'll do another one in may and then they'll find then, some yeah. too many and matches for him something. Yeah. oh yeah then yeah yeah then you gotta play hey just play these dudes they, they got a rating nope they don't even have a rating yeah Hey, if Ding All wants right. to, if Ding wants to play me thirty times, wants to come, hey, I mean, whatever, I take it. Let's I'll get take it. Ding. it. Yeah, it's good yeah, experience. Yeah, hey, yeah, I'll be my number, bro. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's it's really. Um, I, I'm also wondering, like, when it comes to commentary, because you talk about, you know, obviously giving lessons. I agree with you. Like, even when I was teaching my French chess or whatever, I got one of my friends to like sixteen hundred. Like, from he was a complete beginner and like a year and a half. Like, I got I helped him get to like sixteen hundred, and like I learned a ton from that too. All the basics. You know, mm-hmm. that you like control the center development that you neglect when you're playing games. And it's like, yeah. oh, wait, yeah. now like, you know, you, now you, you're telling somebody you're remembering that. Yeah. Right. So, um, but when it comes to commentary, because you, I, I obviously you've been doing a ton of commentary too. Like, th- does that yeah. help as well? Like when you're just looking at Yeah, yeah absolutely. Play? Because uh, you, I'm analyzing games all day. People forget that if you're staying around chess all day, if you're not getting better, that's a you fault. Like, that's your fault. And I'm definitely getting better because I'm watching GMs do certain things. Or if I see a tactic and I'm like, oh, I thought it was this. Oh, he did it that way because of this. Wow, I need to calculate deeper. Maybe let me just pause a little bit more. Let me try to pause and look a little bit deeper because that's why I missed it. So you can check yourself to a lot of times. And I get to see GMs play all the time. And a lot of times it's funny because I get to check stuff and I'm actually correct on like certain stuff. Or this, this. And I'm like, oh, I'm seeing it. That's good. I'm seeing the save. That's a good sign, right? Or if somebody's playing a certain opening of yours, they're like, oh, that's nice. Let's see how he plays it. I usually do this. Oh, he does it that way. Wow, that's cool. You learned something, right? Right. And, then, and the commentary there is like awesome. That's why I'll take all the commentary there because we free stuff. It's literally like free lessons when you're watching the big dogs. And also another shout out to, to Maria Emilianova because you, oh, yeah. you, you and Maria great. are like my, my favorite commentary duo ever. Yeah. I think you guys yeah. are. Shout out to Maria. Yeah, she's great always. Yeah. Because I, rem- I think you, you guys did like a World Rapid and, and Blitz. Yeah, we and, did that. I remember that. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah and it, it was just, it was a really good time. Y'all were, y'all were hilarious. And uh, I yeah. mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Shout out to Maria. So, I mean, it's, it's been a crazy year all in all, you know, you doubled your follow, you, du- you literally doubled your Twitch followers. I haven't checked your YouTube stuff, but, um, uh, your stats, but I mean, I'm sure it's been, honestly, the same yeah, stuff. I, don't, I don't know what it was either, but I mean, I'm at 12, five right now, 12, but you were 5,000 5, last year. Crushed. So that's also doubled. Oh man. We was at 5k last year. Yeah. I'm yeah. at 12, five. Right it was a little, now. I think it was a little less than 5k. Cause I remember like when I was, I was doing prep for the, the last interview, like a year Dang. ago, I remember. Cause you know, I always, I like, it's like chess. I always try to come prepare yes, yeah. for everything. Come prepare fire, yeah. bro. That's fire. Yeah, so, I was at 12, um, I'm at 12, five. So we'll see where we at next year again, man. We do the same thing. Listen, if, it's, if it doubles, if it doubles year. again, you're looking at like 50 K and in like, you know, that's already yeah. Yeah, you're in big leagues. In big leagues. <laughs> yeah. man, you're already in the big leagues. Oh man. We trying to get bigger. Right. We trying to get that. Hey, Carlos. I'm like, if I just get 1% of everything, Icaro, right. I'm straight for life, right? You know, but 100%. that's what we're trying to get. Oh man, but no, uh, it's just a matter of time, and we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing, putting out great content for the people, 
and keep working and keep working and keep working, keep inspiring people across the globe. Last thing I want to ask you is like, what's been the highlight of the, of the last year for you? Uh, honestly, I think uh, this last tournament was actually the highlight for me right now. Six and a half out of nine in a tournament. I played in these type of tournaments for the last six years. I've never had this type of result, but I was like, what is different? The work, my coaching, my mindset, I'm working out every day. I need to continue to do this. Now I need to do more of it. Because if I was six and a half, imagine if I really fixed this stuff down. What if I did do eight or nine? That would be absolutely, absolutely out of this world. But what it's possible. I did six and a half. And like, you know, that's it's very possible to do these kind of things now. I just need to, you know, that was a huge highlight for me, right? So I was like, wow, if I could do that, what else can I do is what I'm at right now. So I'm pushing my limits. And you, you play Tani too, right? Oh, uh, no, Tani was in a different section. A different section? Tani, yeah. Tani that's another guy section. that I'm always just rooting yeah. for. So yeah, me too. Yeah, Tani, but shout out to the big dog. He came up to me. He was like, man, you play incredible chess. I was like, thanks, Tani. Thanks, big fella. He's a pu- so, puzzle legend. And, uh, yeah, puzzle be, legend. I'm, I'm and confident. I mean, oh, he a monster. We, I mean, yeah. every time I go to him, like, where Tani at? He's here? All right, cool, perfect. That's you know, because I love to see the man shine. He grinded. And shout out to Brewington, too, the kid. Brewington, the kids are. Uh, Brewington's another kids. guy I want to have on the podcast. I know he's young, yeah. but uh, oh, I also, yeah, kids, yeah. yeah. I'm always, always shout out to the kids because they're strong, strong kids and they keep you sharp, right? They keep you sharp. That's why I'm a big fan of, of looking at younger people's games. Like Faruja, I stay watching. I mean, he's number two, but I stay watching his games. I stay looking at his stuff because I'm like, okay, I want to see what he's doing. He's very sharp. What is he playing? What's his repertoire now? Which he plays a lot of Carol Khan. I'm like, what? That's what I was going to mention. That's crazy. <laughs> like, I mean, Carol Khan, I'm interested. And I'm like, maybe I should start looking at that. But I'm like, man, I play Sicilian. Like, come on with that. Girl. I've been making, uh, I've been yeah. working on with, because I also see Hikaru. You wouldn't think this, but Hikaru his, too. Carol his, Khan. His third most popular opening after like his, his you know, Khan. G6 and, uh, you know, and Night E5. of yeah, and E five is yeah, um, is Carol Khan. It was more yeah. than the Sicilian. You you would think That's you know right. sharp guy. So yeah. now I'm like, so this is I, something I started working on actually for my mm-hmm. tournament games. Because okay, you know I'm not like you know I'm not like 2500 like GM, but I, I what are these tricky lines he's finding the Carol Khan? I found some like insanely cool ideas that are like nobody really plays in classical. And right. uh, but it's just like you said, you know, you got to study, you got to study those those players that you like. Study the why, the way things do it, why they do it. Faruja too. Right. I have a, I have a huge like Lee Chess study file. Um, that like is like you know Faruja's best games with Carol Khan, like of Ooh, the last like nice. two years. Because it's just like you know you you learn like via osmosis, like you said, like you know surround right. yourself with chess, you're gonna get better. I'll even That's tell right. you this podcast, I've gained like. 200 elo in the last year something like that you know on, that's crazy i went learning from like, all the stuff that you learn right from asking questions and this and that right and like getting that information from different people you're like all right cool and then exactly. you just you use I, it and you get I've got better opening advice i've got book right. advice i can actually tell you if i just look quickly like where was i this a year ago today with my rapid rating yeah, exactly 200 points lower. So I was 1886 this time yeah. when we were doing the episode. So I was like sub 1900. And now I'm like, I'm pushing like 2100. I beat wow. a FM. I literally beat wow. a FM in a rapid game. Like, Dang. and it wasn't like, you know, some cheese or whatever. Like I was like a straight up, You're just straight you know, up game. 2280 yeah. fide. Like, you know, so I'm Very also, nice. I'm on, also on that grind. I want, because I don't know. I feel like when you're, I don't, I don't know how active you are on Twitter, but there's a lot of people who like all they do is talk about improvement on Twitter, you know? But yeah, I think yeah. like uh, I think it's important more than anything to have fun when you when you're playing chess. And uh, right. I've, I've always noticed like the most improvement I have is when I'm just enjoying the game. You know, yeah, I'm just yeah. You have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy. Magnus says that he'll he'll quit when he stops enjoying it. Right. That's what he says. So when it stops being fun, it says he'll quit. 
which I think when he said if Ferruja ain't playing, it may not be not fun no more because he's yeah. like, yeah, if it's Ferruja, then I ain't playing. I'm like, oh, it must not be fun. That's the first thing I thought. Because I remember yeah. he said the only time he was going to quit is when it's not fun. This was just a tired of beating everybody. <laughs> I guess he's just saying it's no fun no more. All right, yeah. cool. Well, then, hey, I'll take it, bro. Yeah. You know, we're, we're up giving next. it away, you know. Yeah, but I think, you know, also the, like making you got to make the improvement fun, too. Yeah, you have to make improving. Yeah, that's a, that's a great observation, honestly. Making improving fun because improving is not fun. I mean, not, not improving, it's not fun. Working is not fun. Like sometimes doing the work, sometimes analyzing all the time it takes, that stuff don't be fun, bro. It just is not, it's not fun. No, it's work. It's, it's work, exactly. But that's the, the difference because you are somebody, you're pushing for GM. You know, right. somebody who has like, you know, like, let's say like me, you know, I'm, I'm going to grad school next year. I'm not, I'm never going to be GM. You know, I, I, I want to get really good at chess. Obviously everyone wants to get good, but at a certain point you got to be like, okay, if this, if something isn't fun for you, like if, if, if it's not your job, like if it's not like a, you know, your dream goal to like, you know, study rook end games for an hour and a half a day, like don't do it. You know, right. so, some people are just like uh, insane, I guess. Cause I was like, you know, I could just work on my openings. Like everyone needs to work on their openings always, you know, you can always right. do one. That's and that's true. fun for me. That's always fun for me. That's always fun. Honestly, that's always fun is, but of course you do need to, I like, sometimes I'll just take, I'll just take a few hours and just only study tactics. That's what my coach makes me do sometimes is I'll. I don't spin. do nearly enough tactics. I don't think I've oh, touched man. my puzzles in like a week. That's probably where you need to switch. A lot yeah. of times it is, uh, I, I like to switch from spending so many hours of opening theory to now over to tactics. And then you'll see a big difference in your game. You like uh, tactically looking everywhere and also challenging yourself, looking at more uh, challenging type of tactics is another way too. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been, it's, it's been a good year. I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see that, like how much you've grown. And I'm also, honestly, I'm very happy with how I've grown. I was telling you before, but um, I don't know if you made it this far. Uh, we had uh, across all platforms, we had almost 20,000 uh, plays. Yeah. Across, you said like, that. That's Apple. Amazing. Yeah. Apple, Spotify, like Google Podcasts, wow. I've looked. And so that's, uh, I, I don't take that for granted at all. Absolutely know, so. not, bro. Imagine where it'd be next year, right? And then there two years from now, how to just, it grows. It's a grind, right? You just all the grind, growing. though. And I want to also move to YouTube. That's something, I mean, my computer is not really, I have like a, a laptop, so I can't really stream seriously. I, you know, you'd oh, think, okay. I've thought about this before, like you'd think, like, oh, chess, easy to, you know, you don't need, but no, streaming, it like yeah. destroys your streaming. computer. It does. And no matter what you're streaming. Yeah, yeah. No matter what you're streaming. So yeah, I'm going to buy a proper PC when I'm back in America. Yeah. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to buy, not buy, I'm going to build my own like gaming PC, um, something super strong that I can just, then I'm going to just start stream, make YouTube content and stuff like that. Stuff like that, that, that'll, uh, I think will just, you know, help me, help me grow the podcast more. Cause that's what I want to do. You know, just right. keep doing these kind of interviews. Like, like with video it would be a hundred times better. I tried it one time, but it, it, you know, it didn't work. Yeah. So you it, just, you know, do what you can until you can do, so, do it later. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's what it's all about, you know. It's just it's just working towards your goals, and uh, you know, I you know I, I remember we talked about this in the last year. You know how you said like you know sometimes people are like, why are you called GM Candy on Twitch, mm. right? Because it's like, yeah, you're not a GM. But first of all, you're yeah. one step closer, okay. And second yeah, of all, crazy, right? You don't hear them no more either. It's funny yeah. they stop quiet. It's because it's very quiet when I start ranking up. When I say six and a half out of nine, everybody in my section is like FM, IM very strong right you know and i'm able to but you know you don't it, it's you just work bro you just work and you never listen to the haters in fact i always thank them because i'm like dang man you helped me you helped me because sometimes of course you know you you're tired or sometimes you might want to 
you know, oh, maybe I'll go to sleep instead of do this extra hour. And then you're like, but wait, what about the people out here just like hating on you all hating the time? On you. And you're like, well, you know what? Let me tell you, I put an extra hour in just for you. Thank you. Because you gave me an extra hour that I just wanted to go to sleep. And then that extra hour is going to help me in the tournament. So it really all comes back to you being a hater. Thank you so much. Right. And you always have to thank your haters. Right. But always got to thank your haters. Exactly. Thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. I'm effing because of you. Right. You know, so but you just see at the same time, you just grind and you keep it your head down. You can use it as fuel or you can use it, you know, in a negative way and it eats you alive. Right. 100 percent. Well, who knows? Hopefully, we'll do this time next year. If we do it again, you'll be I am James Canty. You know, uh, two am, years. Right. Yeah, we'll see GM Canty, right? Sheesh. But uh, we're all rooting for you. You're truly the first uh, friend of the pod, and uh, it's you know it's just awesome to catch up. So uh, I'm glad to see you're doing well. I, I also, yeah, you 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 look more. Uh, yeah. You look a little little, a little solid. Little more, yeah, a little more yeah, solid. Yeah. Drop some weight. Drop some. I'm down thirty pounds. I'm down a lot of body fat percentage. I ain't seen my abs since I was in like high school. So I have now like, I mean, it's a whole new me, bro, but I, my diet is correct too as well. I follow a very strict diet. I eat just under 2000 calories a day and uh, I track just about everything. That's crazy. But my chest has been the best it's ever been because I'm doing this. Right. And you're so disciplined. You seem super disciplined. That's like, that's the root of success is discipline. That's right. That's right. So yeah, well, um, I, I, you know, hopefully this time next year we do it again. Uh, but until then, Wait, thanks man. so much for coming on. I know we were, you know, it's a little. I, I know you're a very busy guy, so I really appreciate you making time for this. And uh, you know, no hopefully problem. we do it again. Uh, to my listeners, you made it this far. Uh, it's been a year. If you wanna, you know, at me on Twitter at sixty four podcast. Let me know what your favorite episode has been across the year. If you just started listening, let me know what, what you think about the episode and. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. I don't take this for granted at all. I, I enjoy like hearing. It's always nice to interact with people on Twitter, and um, you know, thanks to Chessable for sponsoring the podcast recently. Uh, thanks to Aim Chess for sponsoring the podcast. You can use code David thirty. You know how it is. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, uh, patreoncom sixty four podcast. Check that out. It's a dollar a month. Um, you can uh, you know contribute to the pod. Would really appreciate it if you want to support me financially. Leave a review, uh, and I'll see you guys next week.